And I believe we are live again, as always. I'm going to wait for that red go live button on Rockfin before we jump into the intro real quick. It's going to be a fun show today. I have a couple of AI art backgrounds, which both of the ones you can see behind me as well as the one behind both of us are, I think I put in societal-wide ontological shock. And these are the weird, a lot of really weird images came up from mid-journey, putting that in. Ontological shock created by aliens, by extraterrestrials. Some of them are, some of them were kind of demonic and I didn't even want to put them on screen, but these were the, probably the tamest of them. Ontological shock and the UFO psyop this is the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. Joining me today is a special guest, a talented musician and artist and co-host of the fantastic podcast, The Union of the Unknowns, all the way from Australia, where I believe it's around 11 a.m. there, if, if I'm correct. Welcome to the show, Stella. Stella, thank you for being here. How you doing? Hey, Brad. How you going? It's uh, so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. You always have great insights and you're fun to talk to. We've talked offline. I've been on y'all shows before and been looking forward to having you on here to talk about some UFO stuff and Stephen Greer. I know you, you are familiar with him anyway. Both of us are talking before the show. Don't exactly know what to make of him. We're going to play some clips from him. I have some other clips we're going to play and we're, we're going to get your reaction. And before we dive into that though, I do want to quickly hit on a story that's all over the news today, and that is cocaine was found in the White House. Shocker. Uh, everybody knows that at this point. And I saw this former Secret Service agent being interviewed on CNN, very seriously discussing the investigation into uh, how the, you know, the cocaine that was found and how they're going to try and track down whose cocaine it was, maybe so they can give it back to him. I don't know. I don't need a Secret Service agent, though, to tell me how cocaine got into the White House because I, I, I believe cocaine is always in the White House, and no one is convincing me otherwise. And my guess is that the White House janitor is sweeping up an eight ball uh, every week of cocaine. Uh, so for once, I'm going to even defend Hunter Biden here. Maybe it was his cocaine. Maybe it wasn't. Cocaine is always there, I think. I think the question here isn't, Whose is it or how how did it get there? I think the question is, why is the news paying attention to the cocaine in the White House and making a big deal about it? And for me personally, I think it's because they don't want Hunter Biden or obviously not Hunter Biden, but they don't want Joe Biden to run for president in 2024. And I think that they have been slowly but surely using Hunter to taint his not as it, what's really sad is that. What, you don't even need somebody to taint Joe Biden's image. He already can't move for the most part, but they're bringing his son and they're revealing all of these wrongs that everybody not everybody knew about and the whole thing about his kid that they don't even acknowledge that he has a kid that's in Arkansas. It, like they're talking about that stuff on CNN and MSNBC now. I just don't think they want him to run. Did you have any thoughts on that story? I don't know. I think I'm up for another four years of weekend at Bernie's. I mean, I think, that's what um, it really is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Secret Service, like, come on. <laughs> that's not sugar in those bowls, you know, in the White House canteen there. I think that's <laughs> probably where it came from. <laughs> totally. Right. They have, you know, those little candy dishes like your grandmother has. They have little cocaine dishes probably just all yeah. over. I mean, these these people in D.C. that are in politics, I, I, I'm guessing there's a high level of drug use, specifically with stimulants going on. 
in Washington, D.C. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, you know, I think they would have to be to even be able to get through being in Washington, D.C. Right. And keep you awake. Totally. And you want to get people who are compromised so that they can use use it against them. I just think to to presume that there isn't cocaine in the White House all the time. I, I just don't think is why. So I, I think it's just a given in the whole um, the whole industry all around the world, all the legal people, and the, <laughs> absolutely. And everybody knows that Hunter Biden smokes crack, and he only does it when he's masturbating. So I don't think it was his. That's all right. Hmm, hard to say. Right. Well, if you've ever seen the Hunter was. Biden, la- <laughs> we know I where love- it is now. Right. Yeah, it's on his penis. I think right now the cocaine is, but that, that's another story. Other, yep. Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So, ontological shock is defined as the state of being forced to question one's worldview. Like a simple example of ontological shock. I've been talking about this a lot lately. I think is probably the first time someone experiences heartbreak. You know, up until that moment, they believe they might be with that person for the rest of their life as a, as a young person. Then all of a sudden, it, it, it's their worldview changes and they're devastated because something happened that they never expected. Another example is, of course, someone experiencing a UFO encounter, which we're going to get to here in a second. But I wanted to give this more detailed explanation of ontological shock that I found interesting. It's described, I think this is dictionary.com, uh, as... A con- the concept describes oh, it describes the concept as an unsettling feeling of cognitive dissonance or realization when one's fundamental understanding of reality, existence, or the nature of being is disrupted or challenged. It is the profound disorientation that occurs when one encounters a concept, experience, or idea that fundamentally contradicts their established beliefs, assumptions, or worldview. Ontological shock leads to a period of reflection, reevaluation, and potentially a shift in one's fundamental understanding or perspective on life and existence. And in this sense, to me, ontological shock, I believe, is a process or, or aids in the process of brainwashing. I think people have to go through an ontological shock. Their mind has to be fractured when they are experiencing brainwashing. Their worldview shattered. The, the new perception of reality that forms, I think, is going to be formed by a combination of what shattered the old one, as well as the explanations they are given to help them understand that new perception of reality that comes, that reorientation, if you will, that new information. And as Mulder puts it, because it's crazy, and I think it's season five, episode 13, either 10 or 13 of X-Files. I saw it the other day, and I was like, that sounds like an exact script from what this UFO whistleblower said about ontological shock. Uh, Mulder talks about how this ontological shock prepares people's minds to accept uh, a bigger lie or a different lie that they previously would not have accepted. And I believe that that is what this UFO narrative is is doing here. I do believe this. I, I do believe it's not like Kamala Harris, but this David Bobby. Rush. <laughs> yes. Can we have a hallelujah? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I heard Kamala talking like Hillary Clinton. The, I, I thought it was Hillary Clinton because she was doing one of the same speeches that, that they always do these quotes when they get in front of African-American audiences and they quote the same people, and they start to use the same uh, tone and diction, and and it's just they're all they're all puppets and they're all robots. Perhaps yeah. they're from outer space. All the same and, download, I think. 
Absolutely. It's just different mm-hmm. versions of the same download. And this David Grush whistleblower guy, who is apparently the world's most credible source on UFOs ever, he did say that According he, to Yeah, himself? according to everybody, apparently. Like, nobody oh, questions this guy. It's It's crazy. <laughs> Every That's like all these Congress people have come out and supported him. Now they have this Harvard guy saying that they they found interstellar uh, pieces from a, a a craft in the ocean that they've pulled <laughs> out of the ocean. It, it's wild how they've just accepted all of this now, and they're they're promoting it. And he said that the reason that he want he came out to do this was because he wants to create societal wide ontological shock, and that is the only thing that he said that I believe that he believes. Now, some of the he UFO actually story. said that. Yes, he, he did. He said he, those words. He said in an interview. This wasn't in the uh, News Nation interview. This was in the interview he did with. I can't remember the publication, but he said that his purpose in doing this was to create a societal-wide ontological shock. And of well, course, there we go. <laughs> right <go> <laughs> there, it is. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Sometimes what they, can you say? Totally, they just tell us the truth. And I've given a mouthful here. What's your response, your reaction to to all that? Well, I kind of had to look that up because I hadn't heard the actual term, regardless of the fact that I've actually experienced it myself. We all have now, yeah. Um, but on a personal level as well, um, I think we were we probably pulled up the same definition page because I quite like the one that was posted on September 11, <laughs> 2021. <laughs> yes, perfect. Just, uh, the uh, the definition was a disruption of the homeostasis equilibrium. So that's a, yeah, basically disruption of the norm. But I mean, they've got to break something to fix it, don't they? So problem, reaction, solution. I mean, at its finest. But uh, I think yeah, they're just boldly doing it worldwide, all at once, with everything now. So um, we have to be pretty strong, I think, to get through this. Uh, strengthen I, our minds. Hmm. I I would agree, and I think you have a lot of people here saying hi to you in the chats. By the way, I I'm sorry, I can't I can't resist. I can't. I yeah, I'm going to throw them up on screen respond. as I see them. And uh, yeah, if I, I, if I miss them, it's not, it's not on purpose. I'm juggling a few screens here. So, yeah. All right, I'll put them up. It was a bit late them. for me to hook up my YouTube. I didn't realize I had to do that <laughs> to respond. And it was like, no, I'm not going to screw it up at this point. <laughs> so I, what I think, I, I think they are trying to create that ontological shock. And my theory on it is that yep. they're trying to – Are you hearing this UFO narrative over in Australia, or is this just something that's happening over here? Well, like I don't look at the mainstream media until I have to, which is sort of for my Union of the Unknowns podcast. Um, But uh, I I think when you say sort of in Australia, most people are pretty much just hooked into, you know, the whole central brain of information now. I mean, everyone's kind of getting – anyone who has a thinking brain is getting most of their information from anything but the mainstream media. So, um, but you know, unfortunately some of the alternative sort of mainstream media can also be a trap, but that's another subject for another day. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so generally, yeah, we're getting pretty much the same stuff as you're seeing, you know, YouTube, Telegram, that kind of thing. Anyone who's uh, kind of looking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think that this is designed to, amp up military spending, perhaps in every country. For the United States, I think part of the ontological shock that they're trying to create is they're trying to shock people out of this idea that we are we have the world's greatest military power and we have uh, the best technology, the biggest and baddest. And I think they want to reorient people into believing that we actually are completely inept and that our technology 
pales in comparison to what is out there. And therefore, our top priority must be to catch up and to catch up fast and to devote all of our resources to mm-hmm. the, the advancement of weapons technology. So that way people aren't complaining about it all the time. They're, they're supporting it with their, with their dollars, with, with their votes, and unified around that in maybe in individual countries. And I, I believe that initially maybe they'll lead people to believe that it is UFO crafts or, or alien extraterrestrials who pose that big threat. But I do think it is ultimately – I do believe that I, it is ultimately going to be revealed to be China who has this uh, – maybe even Russia – this advanced weapons technology that poses such a threat to the rest of the world. It's like a lot of these military guys, these top guys who are at the CSIS, the World Economic Forum panel discussions, they always say – the United States guys – they always talk about how democracy gets in the way of us developing our weapons, our AI technology, and it leaves us far behind Russia and China who are dictatorships and don't have to deal with that democratic process. I believe that this is a way around that democratic process by trying to get everybody on board with it by shocking them ontologically, societal-wide, just like Rush said. Maybe I'm wrong, and we'll see. We'll get y'all's opinions on these clips that we're going to play. I, I'm intrigued by the UFO thing. Like I, I, I want to believe, man. I do. But I don't <laughs> believe these people. Well... Guys, just going back to that, uh, I mean, X-Files, they're piling in the X-Files clips now uh, yeah. because they were just so perfectly scripted for the future. Um, I saw one just recently from 2016. You're probably aware of it. I, I couldn't get the episode number, though. Um, and it was, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Scully. Scully. She was sitting on the lounge, you know, doing her usual questioning, head turn, not saying much, just taking it all in. Mulder, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Mulders and blah, 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 about all these things. And uh, <laughs> it's just the perfect script for the way it's unfolding right now. It's incredible. But, uh, it totally. Of course, she gets up and, you know, I don't believe this. But, um, oh, look, all these things have always been a funnel for money, haven't they? NASA, you know, right. I mean, like, that's sort of like the kin- that was the kindergarten stuff, sending stuff to the moon and whatever. And now that now we realise that was just, you know, a Doctor Who prop. So um, they have to <laughs> yeah, up yeah. it a little bit. Uh, Which they had a story about a Doctor Who craft. Did you see that? I didn't mean to interrupt (laughs) you. There was a story a couple weeks ago where it was like this one insider, unnamed of course, uh, who worked on this crash retrieval program said the inside of the craft was bigger than the outside and it made them physically (laughs) ill. And I'm like, that's the TARDIS, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll spin anything. (laughs) I mean, there'll still be people who will believe that. But um, I mean, let the... The, doc, the d- democracy thing being in the way, you know, I mean, it's freedom has always been their pain in the ass, isn't it? So yep. here we Absolutely. are. And the <laughs> thing that's really wild about the X-Files thing is season five, when Mulder talks about that, that's the point. So he goes through this arc of wanting to believe and believing. Then he gets to season five and it's like he starts to believe, uh, I think it's what Operation Bluebeam or something like that, where he starts to lose faith in his belief that the truth is out there. In the existence of aliens, and he starts to be the one that kind of gets blackpilled uh, uh, about where he gets he experiences ontological shock, except like in reverse. And I feel like right now, the people who probably have would be considered conspiracy theorists for not not just the most recent conspiracy theorists who are called white nationalists and racists, but the ones before that who investigated UFOs. And I feel like that group, which I I include myself in. 
are the least likely to believe this UFO narrative that they're putting out there right now. Yeah, look, I didn't follow X-Files beyond um, season one, I don't think. So I had no idea that that had happened. So he did this turnaround, did he? Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I'm and probably other people who have similar points of view are experiencing right now. Okay. Interesting. It's just, yeah, they're just mirroring the freaking script. Or is it art <laughs> reflecting reality or vice versa? Who knows? Um, yeah. All right, so There's some I, interesting I, theories about that, actually. But we, yeah, oh, go no, for it. You continue. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, no I, I want you into to... quantum physics. Thanks. Look, so if I, I even I, understand I, it, so I want you to jump in because you have a great uh, perspective. And so, if I'm talking or rambling on, please jump in and 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 go for whatever. Uh, um, no worries. Yeah. Well, I, I want to hear what you had to say about some of these clips here. And All right. This is uh, so like Marco Rubio came out and he's like, yeah, the whistleblowers cooperated. They're all cooperating with secondhand unnamed sources. So it's like a circle of secondhand sources from now as people inside government. We still haven't seen anything. Nope. Nobody's actually seen anything. It's like the illusion of evidence that we're getting here, it, it, which is what tell, you know, it's like psyop definitely. But it's all an illusion. All right. Hold on. Let me get this clip in here. And this is a guy named Mike Gallagher. He is a – hold on. Let me show us the right one. All right. So this Mike Gallagher guy is a congressman from Wisconsin. He's a former Marine Corps intelligence officer in the Marine Corps. He, uh, he's focused on defeating China, as you'll see. He got his BA from the Woodrow Wilson School of Public and International Affairs at Princeton, and he received a Master of Science in Strategic Intelligence at the National Intelligence University, which is basically spy school. So that's his background. And he's, he's on a sports talk radio show talking about UFOs and aliens. So you can see how they're diversifying their audiences. <laughs> I can see the connection. <laughs> totally. In, in this first one here, he talks about what the worst case scenario explanation for him would be uh, for what the, the UFO narrative. And so he talked about David Grush and, and how credible he is leading up to this. And he says, this is what the worst case scenario would be. That, in my opinion, could be the worst case scenario. If it's yeah. China or Russia and they have advanced technology. That we goes, can't even sniff, right? We can, and right. we can't even understand the physics of it. I mean, some of the things are going Mach 5 and changing direction. I mean, but if it was them, they would already use that, right? In what scenario that we haven't fought, you know, a force on force, great power conflict with either. I mean, we get basically involved in the proxy war in Ukraine right now, but we haven't gone. The Ch last time the Chinese fought a war was 79 against the Vietnamese. Didn't end well for them. So, so, so it, it, I just find it interesting that his worst case scenario is this being China or Russia and not being extraterrestrials who would be far more of a threat, uh, one would think, than China or Russia. Uh, I think he needs to get out more. <laughs> right. Like, worst case scenario, not aliens that could come down and blow up the White House like Independence Day. China or Russia having this technology. That's worst case scenario. But it just leads. So this line of thinking here, it, it just maybe I'm being led into this direction and it's off. But this guy seems unconcerned about UFOs at all. And he he. he takes it back. He's asked about what about people who say this is a distraction from other things like uh, Hunter Biden or cocaine. I, hmm. And this is his reaction where he doesn't really address that, but he goes back to China basically. Yeah. There's stuff appearing on our training ranges 
and we don't understand where it's coming from. So as a, as someone who focuses on defense and the defense competition with China, we have to figure that out. We have we have to be able to control our rangers. Otherwise, you're putting pilots. That's why you're so passionate behind in us. jeopardy, right? That was my entry point into it. And also now I'm just curious about answering the question. I think there's actually a bigger issue too of people losing trust in government, trust in institutions. This should be an opportunity for the government to be transparent. If we have information that disconfirms the UAP hypothesis, the, uh, the extraterrestrial <laughs> hypothesis, or all these other ones, at least shows the government doing something competent and being forward-leaning by declassifying information to the public. So for those two reasons alone, <laughs> I think it's worthy oh, yeah. of investigation. And the third one that I'm probably most interested in is whether it's adversary technology, particularly China. So I chair the Select Committee on the Chinese <laughs> Communist Party China. in the House, and we're in charge of developing a comprehensive strategy for how we beat the CCP over the long term. In my opinion, the CCP is by far the biggest threat we faced. In some ways, it's bigger and more complex than the threat we faced from the old Soviet Union in the old Cold War and beating the Chinese as they attempt to do a variety of things to undermine our sovereignty, you know, send uh, fentanyl into America, killing 80,000 Americans a year, threaten war in the Pacific by threatening to take Taiwan. That, to me, is the biggest national security issue. That's what I'm in charge of in the House, and this is a small subset of that overall effort, if it's adversary. Got it, got it, got it. If it's adversary. Yeah, he gives all that. If, if it's not aliens, which I am not really worried about, if it's adversary technology— so he thinks this is an opportunity for the government to rebuild trust. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> rebuild? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, or, yeah. I'm not Gain quite sure when they last all. had. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a sort of revenge for the opium wars, isn't it? <laughs> the fentanyl I, and all that. I, I guess I so. We did it to them first. Well, you guys did. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's all That's yeah. all on us. We, 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 love, we love doing that. And who's to say it's not shapeshifters pretending to be Chinese exporting the fentanyl over here? Uh, even in culture. I don't think it's the Chinese at all. They're just pointing the finger at the Chinese constantly. And that is what everybody does. Is that Somebody's doing it. Everybody's pointing the finger one way or another. Everything is a false flag. It, at least it feels that way. And that's why it's hard to trust anything they say. But this this idea of transparency coming from saying UFOs are real and then maybe revealing that, oops, maybe we found something to prove they're not. It just seems like an odd way to gain trust. And back to the culture uh, aspect of it. I, I don't know if you've – do you watch the Avengers movies or anything like that? I um, don't watch anything much at all. I don't, a, I don't watch any television, basically. Uh, that's probably good. It's all <laughs> – Yeah, it is very good. I've toxic so propaganda is all it is. <laughs> There's this new show that I watched a little bit of last night. It's like a spinoff from that. It's called Secret Invasion. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the premise, from my understanding, is that there's these alien shapeshifters called the Scrolls, mm -hmm. who they live on Earth, and some of them are with us. Those Many of them are against us, and the ones that are, the are against us. Sounds like a Danish pastry. Right, it doesn't yeah, sound they, very. <laughs> okay, it's very yeah. tasty. It's a very tasty alien, and, and they, they ooze ooze from the top. They are posing as Russians. Shoot custard at you. <laughs> yes, that's their weapon. It's custard. <laughs> they they, may, they give you diabetes. Over is what they do. <laughs> these these aliens, they're posing as Russians and conducting false flags to try and cause World War Three. And I'm like, that sounds exactly like what the UFO whistleblower is talking about. Kind of. Because the UFO, UFO whistleblower guy said 
there's a concern about these about false flags. It's like the same same stuff going back and forth from what we're seeing in these fictional television shows and hearing from, yeah, I guess fictional whistleblowers pretending to be real whistleblowers. Well, it's just it's just all adding to the confusion, isn't it? It's all very confusing. I mean, they'll say one thing and then they'll chuck in a line or two, which a lot of people just miss. But, you know, it's a little bit of truth just thrown in there. <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> mixes, you know, it all becomes baby cat color when you mix it all up. Yeah. Ian says, CCP bigger threat than interdimensional aliens. So, you know, the whistleblower, <laughs> David Grush. I don't know. Have you met any interdimensional aliens lately, Ian? David Grush said he didn't want to refer to the aliens as aliens because he didn't want to or assign to a, offend them. A, a, he didn't want to assign a location because he said they could be interdimensional. They could be here on Earth, but they could be. Inter- he he actually said this during the News Nation interview. And Marco Rubio is going, yeah, he's credible. It's been corroborated. The interdimensional alien possibility has been corroborated. Oh, and then he went Just on to say. <laughs> That they've murdered people. That there's evidence that they've murdered people already. Okay. Well, well the, the, I'm going to believe everything they say. So it's you know, just what? it's just like crazy though. That, that sounds like they're pretending to understand all this. I, it's just the fact that they aren't calling him a loon is like the craziest thing to me. <laughs> well, true, true, true. <laughs> but you know, I mean, loons kind of fit in now as standard. So it's I, the normal people who are oh, the loonies. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Loons are standard. We're the loonies. I feel like they want to get a bunch of us back as part of this narrative also. Really in the loonies? It, it <laughs> is. be loony with us. Did you see the story where that lady's screaming on the airplane? I did. And I've, I've actually, I've got this thing up on my tab at the moment, which I haven't watched yet. Carrot Top, who claimed to be on the same plane. Yeah, I read some of that him. earlier. I haven't He's, seen it yet. He said that she was batshit crazy. Uh, from, I didn't hear him. Probably, I just read the article about what he said, maybe. And then there was this other guy who was allegedly on the plane who told this really compelling story about how she was sitting there talking to the guy. The guy wasn't responding, and he was just like robotic. And then it, uh, she just got more and more crazy and then got up and left. And then, then at the end of his story, he goes, then I turned around and looked at the guy, and, and he winked at me. And then – I, I didn't think about it at the time. I thought maybe he was winking because he's like, yeah, just being an asshole. And then later on, I was thinking about it, and I realized that when he winked at me, his his eyelids went sideways. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I, I, I don't believe that guy at all. Like, you don't, you don't throw the sideways blink in. No, nah, no. Nah. Not to just anyone. You keep that for special people. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, just... look, it just sounds like a, another distraction look over here thing, you know, like all the rest of it. I mean, some are small and some are big. So, yeah. I mean, Titan was a big distraction. We've got all these little distractions, you know, in the meantime, it's filling in the gaps. See, I, I don't think the Titan was a distraction. I, I well, I, I guess I should clarify. I think everything is a distraction, but a distraction is not the main function of anything, really. No, everything's multifaceted. Everything. Right. Yeah, many and, many multifacets. And the Titan, I talked about this on the show, but the the Titan submersible was built uh, based on a NASA advised in building the very thing that they are saying was the reason that it failed, even though they're doing the investigation. They they haven't concluded that yet, 
but they're they're prematurely saying, yeah, that guy was crazy for using carbon fiber. NASA's the one that advised them on doing that because of the space agreement, because according to the space agreement, NASA benefits from working with companies like that because it will help them explore the oceans on the moon of uh, Europa. There's a Europa project where they talk about using submersibles designed exactly like this to explore the the ocean for extraterrestrials and alien life, and that they can use to explore on the oceans underneath the ice of, I can't remember what it's a moon of, but it's another moon called Titan. Um, It might be Jupiter, I think. Maybe it's Jupiter. I don't they know. they I were developing a freaking Titan submersible 10 years ago, NASA was, and they act like NASA wasn't involved in all this. Look, it, there's one thing that immediately comes to my feeble, unscientific mind here. Like, I know nothing about this stuff, but seriously, even just uh, saying that they're creating this thing here to use on Earth, which is then going to be used on some unknown lunar body right. uh, that uh, they claim we can get to, the gravity is going to be completely different. The whole pressure is going to be completely Absolutely. different. So what yeah. a load of crap. And, you know, as far as the Titan goes, I think someone just screwed up and didn't use the waterproof tape. Simple as that. That <laughs> use the, uh, I was going to ruin, a, I was going to spoil a show for people, but I'm not going to spoil it because it's related to not using the right tape. Okay. Uh, that's interesting there. Yeah, so there's all these different explanations, and now people are saying there's a transcript that came out. Is the transcript real? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I, heard, I listened to that last night, full of mathematics. So, so did I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, no, I listened to the same guy doing all the yeah. math. Yeah, yeah. I mean, perfect distraction. They're getting really, really good at their distractions now because, like, they're throwing in all these terms that when you sort of think about them, they don't fucking mean anything much, really. And all these mathematics make it all sound very, very convincing. Uh, so who knows? Uh, Kilthor says Titan is a moon uh, of Saturn. Yes, that's right. And uh, Europa is a moon of Jupiter. That's the uh, Europa project. Uh, it's on NASA's website. We're... Oh, Titan is a moon orbiting Saturn, and Europa yes. is what? Is uh, a moon orbiting Jupiter. I think right. there's multiple Jupiter. moons of Jupiter. Okay. Yes, so you're. It must right. have been locked away in the mines there somewhere for some reason. I must have yeah. turned up that day. Well, so like. Uh, what what I think that they might do because everybody who's on that ship, there's one guy who was part of uh, SETI, which is a bunch of yes. wealthy people that it's called Search for Extraterrestrial Life, and mm-hmm. he's on the he was on the board of that. There's another guy on that ship who's the British billionaire who was the first guy to create like a a high end commercial airline to the to the Arctic's who's been to the South Pole numerous times, who took Buzz Aldrin to the South Pole for the first <laughs> time, all with alien conspiracies surrounding all of that. And NASA says the reason they want to test in these extreme conditions is because the conditions are similar on these moons, but they're How also would extreme. they know? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It sounds like a sensational, crazy story to me. But yeah. I, I, see, the distraction angle of it is I think that they might actually blame it on a, a USO or a UFO yeah, to, look, to you, feed into you, this other narrative. Yeah, you called this out when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, you called it out. No, I hadn't actually seen any sort of an alien thing. I was sort of thinking more along the lines of terrestrial sort of. But, uh, yeah, you called this out, and I think you're actually you're right. This is all – but, again, it's just another facet of it, isn't it? It's all a big psyop. It's all some big mind, mind warp thing. And maybe I, I, they won't. I don't know. Do you want to hear my really, really far out? <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, hit me with it. I'd love to. <laughs> okay. I think that a lot of these people that seem to be disappearing, some of them that, you know, have supposedly died perhaps, um, but definitely, I, I think they faked their deaths. 
Um, and I think that all these people that are sort of, you know, maybe in groups or in um, singly are disappearing and they're just going down to their bunkers because they're all getting down there. Like it's so high tech down there and they're watching everything that's going on up here while they're poisoning us with, you know, sprays and toxins and trail disaster, train disasters that spill shit. Oh, sorry. I forgot it was a family. Oh, I've already sworn. Okay, then. Don't give me an invitation. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's all a big uh, a, a, an escape for these people, you know, reasons. I mean, even Madonna. Is she sitting down in the bunker right now? I haven't heard anything more about her. She was in hospital. Anyway, that's what I think. I think that's that's what they're doing. So you have the optimistic it's, it's a bit view. far out. The optimistic? You call that optimistic? optimistic. <laughs> oh, hit me with the – hit me, baby. <laughs> Let's no, get real black. I think that's possible. Like, I think anything because of the lack of trust and, the, and eroding is uh, there's no way to verify anything that they say, right? And so, for if you're being completely unemotional about it, and, and you look at the news, and when you know that the standard and what we see on television is, is that they lie to us for purposes of shaping a narrative in our minds, then it is reasonable and logical to not believe what they say, or, or, or what they show us. That that based on their history, would be the logical thing to do. Yet to, to suggest that you don't believe certain things makes you get called a, a radical or a conspiracy theorist, even though it's obviously the logical thing to do, unless we can verify. And there's no way of verifying that what they say happened actually happened. And, and with that That's story the- specifically, the whole freaking premise of that, like there's there's – an angle that they lied to us. They knew that it blew up the day that it happened, yet they allowed this four-day search. It cost millions of dollars to go on and big media circus to happen, even though they already knew it. So the fact that we can't believe them is built into this story. It's it's yeah. just mind it's fuck. Absolutely. And and you know, I mean it's come out that there was there was the implosion thing that happened on the Sunday. And um there's plenty of reasons why they kept this going. It's not just the Hunter Biden thing. There was a whole bunch of things going on at the same time. But um, the whole underlying thing under all this, even though we laugh at clown world and what have you, and um, we know that when was it, 2000 and something, 11, 14, something that Obama passed the, you know, that it's okay to basically use propaganda on the estate, on the American citizens as well as just for wartime, you know. Um, so basically he gave the green light for a complete clown world to go ahead in the, in the media sense. Um, but the whole underlying... Um, commonality here is just the constant state of fear and confusion and that's where they need us to be all the time and they can only do that the more connected we are which is what they they want people to be more and more connected so it's a it all gets down to people being able to like the the reliance on government reliance on others to to be able to take responsibility for all the stuff uh, ourselves it, 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 that takes away all of their power. I mean, that just eliminates all of their power. Yep. But the, yeah, they convince people otherwise. It's like the flip of what they're trying to do to us. Um, they're trying to make us responsible for everything in the sense of, you know, the carbon footprint and all that stuff, which, you know, I mean, the carbon footprint was created by BP in 2004. Sure that's is. just to get all the onus off them and put it all onto us as individuals. So that's just one example. Yeah. I don't give a shit about my carbon footprint. I'm going to be honest with you. My carbon, I'm in the negative. I have spent so much time reducing my carbon footprint, but out of choice because I love the environment. I should be getting so, yeah. so many. I should, so many be, I should actually have a reasonably good social credit score when that comes out, except for the things that I say. 
<laughs> right. That's what we, exactly. Me too. That's what we should we should be petitioning BlackRock for that ESG money for having such a low carbon footprint compared to all 100%. the other people they give money to. Yep. All right. Give I think there's one money. more from this guy here. Let's see. Oh. Show us the green partisan interest. Like we're working together. Oh, hell yeah. Let me take it back. So this is kind of funny, but also, you know, it's funny, but sad. He talks about the, the one thing that there's bipartisan interest for Republicans, and Democrats. I, on China, I think there's actually a lot of bipartisan. Interest. Like we're working together. <laughs> hell yeah. I think your average American, even like who doesn't follow politics, is on board with us beating the Chai Comps in this competition. Yep. Yes. Hell yeah. uh, is that what you guys say in like group text? The Chai Comps? Chai Comps, yeah. yeah. Chinese Communist Party, Chai Comps, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, God, God I'm worried about the Chai Comps with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good luck out there. <laughs> yeah. Good luck out there, Chai Comps. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're about to start chest bumping, you know, fist yeah. pounding. Bunch of roosters. They'd be boofing uh, each other uh, over China. So that guy's talk about football. Stick to your day job, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that guy, he goes on that show a lot, too. It's just interesting the way they go to these different channels, To They go on podcasts. They, they go they do interviews with the, uh, various publications, trying to reach all those points of contact in society, which there are so many more now than there used to be. Yes. All right, I so don't now, know those people at all. What do, you, what do you know about – those are all sports dudes. I can't remember any of their names. Even more so, I wouldn't know them. <laughs> what do you know about Stephen Greer? Well, all I know is that in the last few minutes, I've kind of softened my view on him a little bit, only because I was pulling up a video and started watching him. I don't, he's either one thing or another. He's he's either an extremely clever, because he's been at it for a long time. Oh, by the way, and uh, Ashley, if you're listening, he's been at it for 33 years now. <laughs> um, so he's probably pretty good if he is a go-between, but um, then again, uh, he could be, I don't know, the fact that he's still alive is sort of a giveaway to me. Um, why is he allowed to keep exposing this stuff if they don't want it exposed? Um, he, I mean, this video that I was watching was him talking about how the greatest, it's called Dr. Stephen Greer, the biggest hoax in human history. And he's basically warning against um, the alien invasion that's all man-made stuff coming that's actually uh, deceiving us and covering for the actual <laughs> aliens. So there's that. So, say, say that again. So he's basically, this is going back to, this is from six years ago. So what are we, 2017, this uh, particular video that I was just watching before the show. And um, he's basically saying that there's the greatest hoax in history, in human history is coming. And we have to be aware that they're going, they <laughs> are going to, um, deceive us with man-made craft pretending to be aliens and man-made alien abductions and also using underground, um, you know, like MKUltra type technology and uh, psychological warfare. Um, so that's what he, and I'm only, what, I'm only 10 minutes into it, but um, it's about a 15-minute video. So he's just basically warning about what's coming. And so yeah. I'm thinking, well, uh so he's so, basically saying that there are real aliens or intelligence, like 400 to 600 IQ, that makes him look like a Down syndrome child. Yeah. So there's this real thing going on, but this cover that the government are going to be presenting with all their fake aircraft, et cetera, which so, they've been so, doing since right. Roswell. Uh, part of his new movie, which is probably why he did this 
So he did the Disclosure Project back in 1993 where a bunch of, I think, former military people got up and talked about their encounters with UFOs and uh, he he just presented the evidence. And he did another one of those the week after this David Grush whistleblower guy first came out. And part of the reason is because apparently he is one of the guys who's been giving David Grush information. (laughs) Okay. Well, I just came across this uh, other bit here where it says, Dr. This is from 2017. Dr. Greer's latest documentary, Unacknowledged, unravels the evidence for this hoax alien invasion and describes the shadowy forces behind it. So maybe that's something people can look up if they want to. Yeah. So that one, and he just released another one called The Lost Civilization and How to Get It Back, which from what I can gather in one of the trailers and based on what he says in this thing, uh, focuses... uh, in large part on how a lot of the crafts that we see or or the crafts that are out there, that there's alien crafts that are extraterrestrial in nature, but there's also crafts that look and operate exactly like those alien crafts that have actually been gathered through these uh, alien, to these spacecraft retrieval programs, the secret programs that apparently the U S China and Russia are all in an arms race and have been for 80 years that they have been successfully reverse engineered and they're either yeah. ours or some other country's crafts and they just are appearing to be UFO UFO crafts. And he says something about the tic tic tac shaped crafts, how those fall outside the, the investigatory mandate that the uh, AARO, the arrow, that new government U.S. government uh, program that has been investigating these for a few years. They're outside of what they can investigate because that's part of the mandate. They can only investigate things that are extraterrestrial nature. And so those aren't extraterrestrial nature, he says. And so they can't investigate those. I personally, it's, yeah, it's weird. Those we've only seen on a radar. And I think that's cognitive electronic warfare. I played this clip from this DARPA chick at Georgia Tech who talked about how they can basically manipulate people's radars. She's like, first of all, I can only tell you what's not classified. We can manipulate people's radars, make them think they're seeing things that aren't there, and we can also cloak ourselves. I'm like, oh, that seems to explain these Tic Tac things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, well, they can do all that stuff. And I, I, I mean, I'm just looking at the B-52 stealth bomber. That's not a normal plane, is it? No. <laughs> Why didn't people freak out when that came out? I mean, it's like, can, oh, and there's this new design. But I, I remember reading a book in, I was just talking about this the other day, a book in, um, it was the early 1991-ish area, um, The Cosmic Conspiracy by Stan Deo, D-E-Y-O. Um, he was a whistleblower, basically, and he was talking about all the reverse engineering and the anti-gravity technology back then. And that's what actually, that was a large part of what sparked me down this road um, in of thought until I sort of let it go and then came back to it in 2020. But um, so this reverse engineering thing is nothing new, really. I mean, that goes back a long way. Yeah, and of course they're going to want to reverse engineer things if they Supposedly. discovered it. But I just don't think they're going to tell us about it if they – No. Because <laughs> it's like I mean, any re- – you know, yeah. What are these FOIAs? I mean, it's just a little another money-making scheme really. They're not going to tell you anything that you don't – they don't. They really don't want you to know or doesn't – it's going to be of any threat, let's put it that way. They uh, might I, They might let a few things out, you know, like legal things, but they, they know that – it's okay to let this out because we own them, you know. Like we've already infiltrated that system, so there's going to be no consequences. So yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, and they can pump and up reject their, the other stuff. spending. So here's Greer, and we'll see what you guys think about him. He's like, a, I don't know what to make of him. He has been around a while. You're right. It does make you wonder how he's been safely around. A uh, limited hangout at the very least. But in, mm-hmm. in this this clip here, he reveals what evidence that he has finally given to Congress after 30 years. Congress would not accept his evidence until David Grush opened the door for all whistleblowers. <laughs> and now he's been able to give like thousands of pages of documents and all of this pretty wild evidence in, in, in some cases. I'll tell you what we've handed off this week to the Congress and to the White House and to the Pentagon Aero Office, the AARO office that's tasked with investigating this. So we can go to the list of the uh, material in the archive. It has government documents in the tens of thousands from the, all those countries, United States, Canada, Australia, Russia, Whew. Soviet Union, United Kingdom, and others. We have 145 top-secret facilities, some of which are black sites, that are named and on a map. And you'll see them in a moment. The supporting documentation of it are in the archive, meaning the witnesses' testimony, who they were, when they were there, where the locations is, sometimes up to where the gate is. And that's been handed over to the United States government this week. There are 752 and counting whistleblowers who have come forward over the years. Some of them are now deceased. What's important, even the ones who are deceased, if you go to their history and their command and what they provided, there is an investigative thread to follow back in. Very important. There are also files uh, with all these witness testimonies that have been provided up to date. In the archive are 121. We learned of another one last night from a very high level whistleblower who is not ready to come forward. So there's actually 122 crash retrieval cases of these UAPs. And those are documented. Uh, Michael Schratt, who is an aerospace historian and is working full-time with us beginning in November, had worked for Lockheed, but not the Skunk Works. Uh, for Lockheed. <laughs> uh, conventional operations. Yes. And he's doing those investigations for us and also the beautiful um, illustrations of what these witnesses have had to share, and you will see those. Yeah, you will. Then see those. we also have beautiful artwork. Um, it's all AI artwork. The documents <laughs> that include includes names of witnesses, in other words, government documents that are not declassified that we have. Now, we'll get into this in a minute. And there are many uh, so-called deep throats who provide intel on in the background. <laughs> deep throats, you know, just like uh, X Files. <laughs> <laughs> who are working with us, uh, some of whom are very senior in these operations. Others are people who have just incidentally been involved. Incidentally been involved. I can't Define remember incidentally. Yeah, so somebody like Greer, I, I don't know. I, I could see him being somebody who might even believe what he's saying but is used like – they can reliably feed him information that they want him to give to the public, and because I think they compartmentalize a lot, of, a lot of this knowledge. Well, he I could mean, be a he could be a classic MK Ultra trophy. Who knows? Just, maybe totally. he believes it. Um, maybe he's a very, very convincing actor. Because I often wonder about these. I, I swear that a lot of the um, people in authority, especially since twenty twenty, have 
because a lot of them sort of seem to disappear for a little bit of time, like maybe three, four weeks sometimes or a couple of weeks, you know, under the guise of, oh, they've got COVID. But then, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't know, my, my funny little brain, it just goes into, um, oh, they were off having their drama lessons <laughs> because they come back and then suddenly a whole bunch of them are doing things like crying crocodile tears as they're making speeches and stuff like this. It's just a common theme. I've just noticed it. And then I think about Ange- Angelina Jolie and, um, Sean Penn being in uh, Ukraine that time. It's like, what the hell were they doing there? I know Sean Penn was shooting something supposedly, but what the hell was Angelina Jolie doing there? What's they the relevance are, of that? CIA probably working with them. Like Giving Zelensky drama lessons. There. Yeah, <laughs> Zelensky, absolutely. I mean, Zelensky going to be giving everybody else drama lessons. He's, I mean, he, the guy was a freaking actor. Yeah. Uh, from the beginning. And it went, there was, Politicians who I, I've uh, worked with in, in improv acting and, and speech training back when I was uh, doing a lot of that. So there, definitely the whole idea of uh, honing up your acting ability, especially right now, mm. because everything is just who can be the most outrageous and who can be the most sensational. It's like nobody is even keel or even tries to be. Yeah, look, I, you know how um, the whole Q movement, they'd always be pushing the grab your popcorn, it's coming, another couple of weeks, just wait. Right. But uh, I reckon the, the people who are actually grabbing the popcorn are the elites sitting down in the theatre and the huge screen watching what's going on <laughs> up here, <laughs> eating their popcorn. I would think so. I keep hearing this thing from, I think Elon Musk is the one who said it, that the most entertaining outcome is the most likely outcome. Now, whether that's uh, mm. was true before. It's say. definitely, I think, true now. I mean, you even see Elon Musk and Zuckerberg who are literally talking about doing a uh, like a cage fight inside the oh. Coliseum, which I don't know. That might have been a little bit of uh, disinformation, uh, as they call it. But oh, today there's these stories uh, of Zuckerberg. I, I didn't even look at it. Yeah, well, he tweeted for the serious. first time in 11 years, Zuckerberg did, and it was oh, really? it was to take a shot at Musk. And I'm like, this is WWE shit. <laughs> They're just building up the, the drama for the fight. And he, he launched his competing – it's all bullshit. <laughs> Look, I can't even believe that's a thing. It just seems so much more like <laughs> no. comedy and – movies to me i just uh, look anyone who falls for that look please check yourself (laughs) Uh, look at your head checked not by a psychiatrist though that's dangerous if they fight (laughs) i'll watch it but i'll watch it the same way i watch wwe i I won't believe i believe it's all scripted out so (laughs) totally next he shows a a map of where some of these illegal black sites are in the u.s and around the world (laughs) ah shit i put the all right oh yeah this will be good yeah, so this is where all the places that you can go yeah, and have a look at where you can't where go. Are. So I wanted to mention that these bases, if you look at them, let's go to, this is where all these illegal operations have happened. I'm... So you see on screen a bunch of red dots all over the United States. Like there's one or two here in Georgia. What, monkey pox. Bunch, yeah, the monkey pox. Yeah, the U.S. has AIDS. <laughs> it is illegal because we can prove that this information, as Senator Annuity said, you'll hear his statement in a moment, has been run by a very shadowy, deep black operation. And we're not talking the legal black very budget shadowy. of the United States. We're talking about projects that presidents and CIA directors and secretaries of defense and members of the Congress who have a need to know and are cleared TSSCI in SCIFs, secure compartmented information facilities, have been blatantly either gaslit 
denied access. That is the foundation of everything we've done, is that these projects are a priori illegal and therefore unconstitutional and have to be reined in. So all of the locations yes, are on screen right now. If anybody wants to check it out and go go look at those locations. His premise is, though, that the White House and the president, they are not uh, read in to all of this stuff, that it's out. They don't they don't even know about it and that they are not at fault. <laughs> uh, OK, <laughs> yeah, that's what he says later on. In this thing. Because not doing so is a threat. Like he says, don't blame them at one point to the national security. Mm -hmm. So here is your list. I'm not going to go through 145 sites. Absolutely. Some of them are black sites. Some of them are bases you know about, like Wright-Patterson, Edwards, Nellis, Area 51, so-called. But all of them are based on witness testimony and intelligence we've gathered over the last 30 years. And it's time for it to be disclosed. And so now you have it. There it is. So you got can it. I just ask, all those bases, I didn't quite get a, a good look at all of them, but... Are they all um, on the surface of the earth? Like, is he talking about dumbs as well in that list? Uh, I don't know. We can go back. Because what see. I'm feeling we see, here. Uh, let's see. Which one? Uh, what's one of them? Cheyenne Mountain, let's say. It looks like what, Cheyenne Mountain. How do you spell that? S? Is it S or C? I don't even know how I ignorant. Know either. I don't see a Cheyenne here. Uh, uh, I see DARPA. DARPA's one of them. Oh, DARPA. Yeah, well, we all know about DARPA now. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep it all secret. Um, yeah, I don't know whether this is before or after because I started watching this video a little bit last night just to do a little bit of a um, – just so I was a little bit familiar with what we were doing today. And is have we gone past the list of witnesses yet? No. Well, I, I think he might have put – did he put some of those witnesses here? Because I don't actually remember seeing this, so I think we might have been – yeah, when he was talking, there was a list of witnesses going and sort of up – I don't want to – I don't want to sort of – Yeah, I don't know if here. I – yeah, I don't think I put all of those list of witnesses in, in, in the clips. Okay. Well, look, I took some screenshots when I was looking at them. But anyway, let, let's just deal with this location thing right now. Yeah. But, um, was there any witnesses that stood out to you? <laughs> was there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there there was, a few. was. Let's hear Let's hear about it. Okay. Well, there was, um, I don't know exactly how many there were. I did, failed to write that down, but um, there was a number of them. Uh, number three was Frederick, Frederick Fox, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, who who had served thirty three years of service oh, wow. in uh, as with American Airlines? Um, number thirty four. The next guy that was on the list was Stanton Friedman. You know who he is? Is that uh, economic isn't that, guy? Isn't that the guy that was the father of Friedman? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I just remember the Stanton Friedman name. Is that the guy that Monica was under at university? Or was oh, we I were don't talking know. about the. Remember the guy that did the cryptocurrency thing, Friedman? Anyone in the comments, please help me out here. Um, anyway, he's he's a nuclear physicist and one of the original UFO researchers. <laughs> yes, um, number thirty-seven. There's a there's a James Goodall. Now that name is in there, isn't it? I mean, this is all generational. These are all generational people. Okay, Keilthor says no. Stanton Friedman is a guy who always shows up on UFO documentary shows. Yeah, I knew I knew his name. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, Ashley, whether it was Sam's father. Anyway, so there's another one here. Um, oh, look, there's there's a Rockefeller. Number 76 is oh, a Rockefeller. It wouldn't be complete yeah, without a Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Yeah, that's right. It was a Rosenthal, you know. Uh, anyway, I just thought the whole list of witnesses was kind of funny when you actually stop and pause and read them. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I didn't go through the all the whole that. gang's here. Is it Sam Bankman's dad? That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. That's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, probably involved in it somehow. I have no idea. Uh, uh, all right, so now we get into some of the AI images. So they, you know, oh, they work really? the AI into. They do these recreations of what the witnesses saw. Actually, I think they, he talks about one specific site, and then he does a recreation of. Um, with all this AI art, and it's funny because there's like these little three foot aliens, and he actually gives the height of them. And there's these explosions. It's just obviously bad AI art, but he's like, he doesn't <laughs> tell you that it's AI art. He just, he just shows it. Here's a, here's a drawing of what they say happened. Well, considering that AI can't really get hands right, they sort of look more like aliens. I think they should be like quite perfect. Good at this. It's perfect yeah. for it. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So here is uh, thanks, Keels. He's not SBF's dad. Thank you. Is that on screen? Can you see that? No. Oh, wait, I didn't put it up there yet. There we go. There we go. Hobby Desert. Michael Schratt took this picture when it was... Uh, Let me take that back. This is one. And people go, this go out in the Hobby Desert. Michael Schratt took this picture when... This is Lockhead RCS range underground entrance. I don't I don't know if that's a real I, I do. AI. I do worry about the drainage situation in that structure. <laughs> it does. It looks like the water is all going to go to one place. Yeah. It was okay uh, to fly near it in a process. It's a big drain, plane. really. It is the a site of the Lockheed Range underground entrance. The toilet. What's in there? <laughs> well, there are man-made, and this is the big story. No one's telling you. Detail. A large number of the UAPs are, in fact, deep black budget electrogravitic electromagnetic field propulsion devices based on the study of extraterrestrial vehicles that began in the 1940s. That is a fact. We can prove it. But we're not going to do that right now. Okay, we'll prove it. <laughs> we're not going to prove it right now, though. <laughs> where, do, where do we go for that? What's the URL? He, he's given all that to Congress is the premise of this whole thing. Uh. So that, that was the premise that, of, of his new movie, that it, some of the technology is us they're just, we're just making it look like it's UFOs, and they could. It goes into false flags. I, and, I feel that stating the bleeding obvious, but let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know that by now, so it's safe to say it. So, when you see these sort of places, just remember many of them. I want to be careful what I'm saying here. Someone who is in charge of the black budget in the United States in 2022 and went out to the Lockheed Skunk Works based on some information he had. He was shown a bunch of old jet aircraft. He knew he was being gaslit. And they reached out to me and I said, what do you want? I'll give you everything we have. And that's what's happened over the last 16 months. So I can. So all the info, we got to trust that guy who, you know, came to re revelation that he was being uh, stovepiped. And so that's. Not name this story. person, but they're a wonderful person of enormous integrity and a hero of our country. <laughs> he's, a he's a hero. We don't know who he is. He's a hero. Yeah, we'll take your word on that. Um, so I want to just go through quickly some of the new ones who aren't here. Now, the reason these have initials, they're waiting to be cleared for a coming forward public. How, how, he needs help with his uh, PowerPoint presentation graphics here. It's Pretty bland. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got AI. I mean, for goodness sake, use it. Right. He, he has this <laughs> that he uses that. AI images like, for the other stuff. They're afraid. <laughs> Let me explain to you why they are. This man, here's just his incoming letter. We get these every day. 
Now uh, he's afraid he'll lose his pension. He signed an 80-year non-disclosure agreement. He has been threatened, and some of these have seriously had their lives threatened. It's a very thuggish situation going on that the Department of Justice and FBI need to drill down on very quickly. Next. Mm. Here's an illustration of one event that he was involved in uh, back when there was an extraterrestrial vehicle that crashed Fake. and then ultimately ended up at Lawton, uh, Oklahoma, near Fort Sill. All right, so uh, we should describe this image for people here. This is AI image, and the text says Boomerang UAP Crash Retrieval Walton, Oklahoma 2003, copyright uh, 2023 Star LLC. And there's helicopters flying over above. You see in the background, you see the the cityscape, and then you see three brown military-like tents like you might see on the show MASH. And there, there's just uh, uh, there's military vehicles all around it, and there's an airplane in the background, and what appears to be like a whale's tail, like a, like if a whale or or an airplane with a whale's tail just dove straight into the ground, and the only thing that remains above ground is the tail, and it's just it's a it's a sight that you would think that a number of people would have recalled seeing or, or came across. You know what um, I would like to uh, to state about that image as a photographer and an image producer is their depth of field is very questionable. So photographers will know what I mean. Um, so the things up close being very in focus and the things sort of in the distance being a little more fuzzy, it just doesn't look right to me. And I'm, I mean, obviously it's an AI image, so what I'm saying is AI really don't have their depth of field together anymore at, at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or their hands. Or their hands. <laughs> Although yeah, now uh, that I've said that, AI will take that into account and go back to its little headquarters yeah, and go, We oh, have oh, trained oh. AI <laughs> we have to fix in depth, depth of field. Yeah. Uh, Kiltor says he did say it was an illustration. Yeah, yeah, he did. You're right. Uh, this yes. is the, a recreation, and uh, obviously it's not going to be exactly how the person saw it. Yeah, I know, but like just the fact that he stated it, this is such big stuff that people who uh, aren't really sort of maybe just sort of learning about this stuff now or what have you, they don't, it's also much that they don't take in some of those little comments, you know what, what I mean? So they can so just they sort of throw in real. Little, yeah. 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 You know, I mean, some people. We're about to get a close up here. The extraterrestrial vehicle that crashed and then ultimately ended up at Lawton, uh, Oklahoma near Fort Sill. Uh, this man has been in a skiff with these objects. These illustrations are based on his direct testimony and hours oh. of discussions. And the uh, this is a close-up. Why is the, the light still on? The, yeah, that's the. it's like a whale's tail with one of the fins broken and the light's still on. you got military guys standing outside of it, and there's a crashed. I, I don't know if that's a crashed airplane or, or what. A trans, it looks like a transport plane in the background. See, even 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 if he said that this is just illustration it doesn't matter because the brain is still seeing a certain image and it's getting burned into the brain you know what i mean it's also like if you're creating an ai image and you see something that looks a little wacky you're like how do we make this a little more real to it just it just seems like something you wouldn't want to be flipping about you know yeah yeah exactly since 2016 and there's the air is a small extraterrestrial (laughs) body about 39 (laughs) Inches long. 39 that, inches long. And there is two military guys carrying about a 39-inch long extraterrestrial. looks like every ET you've ever seen towards a couple of scientists look like they're ready to dissect it <laughs> over at the fence. That was retrieved in that operation. There were 
extraterrestrials of various sizes. The last known count I had of different civilizations involved with this, about 60 to 70 in that range. And I think there could be more. Nick. This is one. I love So they cut from this detailed AI image <laughs> to what looks like a, a bad drawing. Oh, my God. Of the yeah. inside of a military yeah. base. I think that might have been his daughter's fourth grade drawing. <laughs> what, but what did you think of that? So he says we've captured. Uh, but do you, do you believe that he believes that? Do you believe is no, it possibly no, true? You don't think he does? No, there's something insincere about him, and I can't put my finger on it. It's a very tiny thing. He's very good. But I could be wrong, but this is just my personal feelings, my opinion. Yeah. I just feel reading him as a person and his face and expressions and it, all those things put together, I feel there's something uh, deceptive. And, I mean, he has been accused of the whole CE5 um, deception in the desert where he – there was some sort of an alien encounter because he takes people out the desert, like in his missions sort of things. Go and UFO watch. <laughs> he was yeah. accused, and I'm not saying that that's um, accurate, but he was accused of deception there with um, flares and things, but that's probably not real either. And, and it's tough too because somebody who is, is genuine is also going to get accused of things like that. Exactly, yes. So that's a more confusion. Like is he being discredited or is he – like is he credited – credible being discredited or is he non-credible but still being discredited because it's part of the narrative yeah. it makes him look more credible if he's being discredited <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah it's just so, multiple levels. that's like the best thing you <laughs> can do is get discredited or, or banned from a platform we've seen this in media uh, to uh, pump up your public image but Kilthor, you don't think that previous image was ai or you don't think i think uh, he's talking one, about this one this one <laughs> Right, let's see what he says here. Something he sketched while he was on the phone. One of the underground command centers that uh, he was assigned to in the from the Pentagon. Uh, he was with technical management office and then some other offices and investigated some criminal activities that occurred with a three-star general uh, related to this subject that the Department of Justice was basically unable to prosecute because they were denied access to the operations. Next. Well, I just see this image here. It doesn't help me with any, you know, it doesn't tell you a story. The, the previous one did at least told you a story about something. But this is just like, yeah, what what's am I that? looking at here? What is it? It's a control room. Yeah. It's a control I mean, room of something. So are these, are the, who drew these? Are these witness drawings or they look like the same They're person. based on witnesses and they don't say An who artist. draws them. Yeah. An artist. Um, I think that's, yeah, you said that. But this the is artist. the stuff that he gave to Congress is these images and stuff like this. <laughs> so they can color them in. Yeah. Marco Rubio is cooperating. Based you go, on operations. <laughs> Here's one that was uh, also in this, another facility as an extraterrestrial vehicle. Uh, he actually was there very close to it. This gentleman wants to come forward. He needs to be protected, and that's why we're calling for explicit witness protection and explicit pension and asset protection for these whistleblowers. And, and that guy who was on that sports show, that congressman called for that exact same thing on that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which makes them look even more credible because right, they're right. calling for protection. But yeah. by who? CIA. <laughs> no, I, I've been thinking about that angle of this this witness protection that they're trying to carve out, which I or, or whistleblower protection, which I do think is a good thing to have. But uh, I, I wonder what angle they're going at here, because that seems to be one of the underlying agendas of this is to establish these broader whistleblower protections. And call me a cynic, but I, I don't believe that the um, uh, 
the the good-hearted explanation is the only one that's going to be present. Yeah, I'd like to know who it is that's protecting them too. Is that like private security or? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gilthor says, I think Star LLC generated those images based on whoever the hell's description. Yeah, I looked yeah. up Star LLC and, and there's a, the first company I found was one that was really suspicious, but it turned out not to be one associated with him. And so I, I haven't found much about that company other than just him being associated. This is just an indication of a type of electromagnetic system that actually can uh, cloak any tank or any object that we've developed over the years. And he was read right into this as well. Next. So on screen here, what you see is it's another uh, appears to be like a drawing, a good one uh, of a cloaked. Uh, so there's a device in the middle that's like an antenna that is able to cloak, a, cloak your airplane or cloak your, your, um, your tank. And uh, they reverse engineered that from a boomerang UAP is what he's claiming. So the claim is that we have or somebody has cloaking technology, which is I don't think that's far fetched. I don't know no. about a, a tank being cloaked, but um, I have uh, seen things, whether they're true or not. Who knows? But um, I've seen things about cloak. Uh, sorry. Um, well, yeah, cloaking material. Um, which is made with some sort of like tiny, tiny little reflective mirrors and things. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that could have all been CGI as well. And also cloaking paint for airplanes and things like that. And, and I think that if that technology did exist, which probably does, that is not something they would want to mainstream because that is such no. an advantage to be able to cloak yourself. Well, apparently you, and I'd, I would have to check this, but apparently you can buy that material online because uh, I remember reading how somebody had actually bought some online and tried it out in a bar and it worked. <laughs> oh my God. They followed somebody home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Who, Who's just that drink that's pouring itself into nothing over there? <laughs> ah, the invisible man. That's where that one comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Let's see where he goes next here. Next. So there's another gentleman. I'm going to run through these very quickly. We'd be here for 30 hours if I didn't. I'm just giving you a tip of the iceberg, right? This is a guy who was at the Dugway Proving Grounds, very key facility, MS we call him. He was a worked for C. Martin Corporation, a contractor. And uh, he was in a facility that had an extraterrestrial vehicle that had, was being studied by scientists. He knows the chief scientists involved. He has named that individual to us and they can all be subpoenaed now. So this object was there in 2009. He didn't know the date of acquisition, but he thought it was fairly recent. Next. So that image there is, it, it, it's like a flying saucer, and there's a bunch Keeps of people toy. in hazmat suit. And then there's a <laughs> Standing guy. Standing around. <laughs> there's, like, there's one guy in a business outfit staring at the like opposite wall and the guy behind him with a gun. It's a really bad like Norman Bates. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but he thought it was fairly recent. Next. He also was read into and had a, the chief scientist show him the location, which we now have of a dumb, deep underground military base that is in the Dugway sector, so-called Avery sector, A-V-E-R-Y, and it has huge capacity for parking. You go in, and there's a vast underground complex in that location. That location has been handed off to investigators with the U.S. government. Next. 
<laughs> this gives an illustration I, of. I reckon that must have been an outdated dumb. It's like, no, we've advanced now. You can have the old lot. I guess, yeah. Nobody's using this little... underground base anymore. You guys can yeah. take over if it's you got antiquated. some ETs you need to store. Uh, I'm I'm streaming Jacqueline also on we're on YouTube right now and uh, we're on Rumble also for a few more minutes. It is going to be exclusive to Rockfin here in, in a couple of minutes, but right now we're on all three of those platforms. Uh, yeah. So he says the vast 1,300 square mile underground facility of of Dugway is the next one. Yeah, that's probably level one. That's probably level one or two, maybe. This, These things this, go down for miles. Yeah. Have you seen the show? There's a show. Well, you say you don't watch much TV. There's a show on Apple TV called the, uh, it's called Silo. And Mm -hmm. the premise is that it's this post uh, Armageddon society where everybody lives in this silo that is deep underground and they don't know what happened to the surface of the planet. And people go outside who uh, there's one rule. You can't say you want to go outside, otherwise you will, and then you go outside, and they show people dying on the screen to keep everybody in the silo. Mm. And it, it's interesting we'll show. remember that. Makes me think of a lot of this stuff. I'd definitely put my hand up for Canary because you'd probably get out there and it'd be like perfect luxury. And, and uh, well, That's the idea and, is the trickery right. with, with the screens and, and everything. Put easily on the platform that goes down the Air Force One. It's a very large elevator goes down underground big underground elevators of course you're right (laughs) and then we have this gentleman he was not long ago in the nellis range in the nevada test site north of of nellis air force base and he uh, next slide was on a retrieval team let me explain how this guy (laughs) got involved this is a triangle saucer (laughs) but he says it's man-made he's about to say and it's very odd looking that came with the uh, very first magazine in you know ufo series of you know how you get them at the news agent you get a novelty thing each week and yeah eventually you get to build something that's what that looks like that's where the ai <laughs> trained to get this image he here. was on recruited out of fort campbell to be somebody to be on a retrieval team with a top secret clearance to pick up when we have an accident with a, a helo helicopter or jet Uh, because there's classified technology on those often. And our YouTube pilot here will explain that perhaps. But the point is, he went from there, and that was preparatory to being on a retrieval team for this. So he was involved with this operation. It was a man-made, so-called alien reproduction vehicle. It's called by some people, or AT. A lot of people just call them advanced technology. It's sort of a euphemism. But it's based on studying the electrogravitics and magnetic field propulsion systems of the interstellar vehicles that involve the science of quantum entanglement and, you know, going, you know, basically you want to go from one point in space and to another, say this is one point, this is another. You're not going through a straight line. You're folding space-time. That's how you're doing. Which is what this Harvard guy who just scraped the, the craft off the bottom of the ocean, they say. So it's all, all these narratives and these stories mm-hmm. are feeding into this, this similar story that he's telling in the whistleblower. So this is David Greer, Jacqueline. He is, uh, he's been a UFO Steven. guy for about 30 years. Stephen Greer, excuse me. David Greer is the black comedian, so I was way off. <laughs> We're not going to do a physics right. <laughs> lesson here, you know. Had enough of that in pre-med. But anyway, so this is an object. <laughs> and I'm not a physicist. We have a physicist here. 
Uh, but this object was retrieved because it became disabled. Some of these retrieval operations are not extraterrestrial, but they would like sometimes the public to think maybe it was because the bigger secret, I'll tell you right now, is not the <laughs> extraterrestrial issue. It's these technologies, which an unsupervised and frankly illegal operation have, which is a threat to the national security, period. Mm -hmm. This we will prove. And this is a bigger threat, the existence of these in the hands of unsupervised operations that have escaped the oversight of the president of the off, office of the president and the Congress for since 1956 Look at that. Paul's on him. that guy in the bottom of the screen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bodyguard for sure. <laughs> he actually looks like one of our pub rock bands here in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Rose Tattoo. <laughs> Angry Anderson. What's he doing there? <laughs> he probably speaks later. <laughs> Hence Eisenhower's speech, beware the military industrial complex. This is actually what he was talking about. I know people who have since yeah. passed away, like our witness, Stephen Lovkin, who was at the White House with Eisenhower, who said point blank, the president lost control of these projects and that he was very upset and angry about it. But these projects became so compartmentalized that he no longer could control them. So the you can't tell me the president ever had control of these projects. Right. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that's ultimately what I think. I think it feeds into the industri military industrial complex. Um, 100%. What's your takeaway of all that? It's a lot to ingest, but I don't want to discount people who believe. Like I said, I, I want to believe I think aliens exist. I don't trust any of this stuff right now. What are your thoughts? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't discount interdimensional beings in any way, shape, or form. I think they do exist, for sure. Um, I don't think that they're as they're presented in any way, shape, or form, and I don't think any of these people um, want us to know what they really what they really are. Um, so they're just producing these little – it's more like merchandising, really. <laughs> That's how I see it. This is a – Oh, these little characters. That it, do, it, it really does. It's yeah. Just leading us. It, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty cynical when it comes. I just think the world is a stage. This is just a marionette. It's 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 a puppet show, and the real stuff is going on behind the scenes. I mean, that's it's a fairly common outlook. Really, it's nothing. You know, I'm not Absolutely. bringing any great revelation it's here. Like, why do they want us to see all these things? Why are they? suddenly trying to make this real in people's minds. Oh, for the people who believe it, I suppose, and there are a lot of them. Um, I mean, the people who just don't have a certain level of thinking because, not even because they don't have the intellect, but just because they don't have the time or what have you, they're just too busy. Right. Which is yeah. by design, of course. So, uh, you know, yeah. to keep the bulk hypnotised and um, fooled means that, you know, it Occupied, keeps the power yeah, of the people yeah. down, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, imagine if everybody knew the truth, they wouldn't have a hope in heck, and they know that. Yeah, totally. I I got one more for you. I don't even know exactly what he says. I just wrote in my notes that he gets into some wild shit here, so I figured <laughs> we, had to, we had to play that one. <laughs> yeah, and let's see what kind of wild shit it is. Let's go, Stephen. Give it to us. This Steve. is one you can see there are rivets and what have you. Uh, and it, it, we'll go through this <laughs> later after our fine gentlemen Foil. and whistleblowers speak. But I want to give you this overview really quickly. Next. 
So this is actually an extraterrestrial vehicle, a very large one that was at the uh, Nor Nellis North Range. <laughs> we have the location of the helipad. It's Delta Force manned. Uh, this occurred uh, back in that same era around 2009, about 65 feet across. It's seamless, but it has sort of a clamshell uh, part of it. There was a, uh, a, a, a ramp that rolled out, like he said, like a fruit a roll-up that came out of it. And there was a, 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 a RV above it that was the fruit roll-up. <laughs> so we've got Danish pastries and fruit roll-ups invading. Roll awesome. This one, this one looks like a tick. Yeah, delicious invasions. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very <laughs> unhealthy, but delicious. Headed in lock. It was an electromagnetic lock on this object. I think it was stunned, and that's how it's brought down. Um, this so we brought it down. Not infrequent. Uh, not every day, but not infrequent. I said over the last 80 years, at least 122 have come down. So there are helicopters. He was on the team to pick up debris. This one was, of course, intact. It began to pulse and operate and came back to life, as it were. And uh, the entire uh, group that was there basically were put in some kind of a stasis electromagnetically. Sounds like science fiction. Teleported back to the helo path <laughs> instantly. But before that happened, he had this meeting with two of these extraterrestrial biological entities, a male and a female. And this is a very accurate, according to the whistleblower uh, who needs to come forward uh, when there's adult protection. Uh, and they had no uh, penna, the ears outside, and had no hair. And there was a male and a female. And it was made very clear to him by these beings that they were completely non-hostile. All extraterrestrial civilizations are non-hostile. If they were hostile, the technologies they have would have been made quite clear to us in August of 1945. We'll get to this in a moment. Uh, I want to go back to that. So this is where he differs from the whistleblower guy. So the whistleblower guy said that extraterrestrials have murdered people and we should be afraid of them. It's basically the takeaway from the interview. And now we see this picture of uh, every like 53-year-old you see at Gold's Gym working out with like the eight-pack and they're saying it's an extraterrestrial, <laughs> the, 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 the skinhead, nice but his wife also the skinhead, a busty uh, skinhead. Yeah, they're very, they're ripped. Joe Biden. Right. I don't know. I always thought it'd be funny Something if there was like it. a, if the White House released a workout video to prove how, uh, you know, sharp Joe Biden is, and it just shows him ripped, bench pressing like 325 pounds. It's obviously bad, like AI or something like that. Alien trainer. <laughs> yes. But so he said that these were accurate images based on the whistleblower. Do they are do they not wear clothes? <laughs> Looks like maybe it's Adam and Eve. I don't know. Are they nude we're just, we're aliens? Back with... yes. That's crazy, man. Five feet tall, bald, large eyes, no ears. Uh, okay, that's some people. Well, they deal with telepathy, so okay, right, we'll give them that. Is that wild? So the 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 oh man, what does that remind you of? teleportation this reminds you of what he's about to talk about which is uh, a computer okay or what vagina? Me is that what you're gonna say well there's that which has actually come up lately in relation to what i'm about to say reminds me of and that is jesus the spear that went into the side when he was on the cross that oh, was wow. what the wound looked like i was way off on that a little <laughs> 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 anyway so yeah, yes, I can see that's that. That's what it looks like to me. Absolutely, that's, it yeah, was on I his right side. 
Is that a city inside of the wound there? It looks like a circuit board, but that circuit boards look like cities, so you're All not right. far off. We see PLF, Programmed Life Form, and this is the last clip. So this, uh, later he had an event when he tried to leave that command where there was a fake, what's called a programmed life form alien. These have been used in what you hear in the fabled lore of abductions and stuff in the UFO lore. Uh, this is actually a man-made creature, but it's not living per se. It has a, a covering the skin like it tried to take him with the, one of these ARVs in command and some people camouflaged in the ground near his truck. After he got out of this command, he was disgusted with what was happening. He no longer wanted to be part of that project, but they weren't happy he left. I told him it's a miracle that you live to tell this tale. And so what happened is that his pickup truck went into sort of complete lock, motor died because of this man-made UFO, UAP, he opened the door because he saw this creature, which he thought was an alien. It's not. And he hit it. It fell. He kicked it. And it split open this <laughs> outer. And he saw the integrated circuits and fiber uh, optics yeah, and what happened. I could kick it open. This Poor man I dealt with quite a bit. He was ready to come to the uh, Aero Skiff. He had a nasty encounter with people who threatened him directly. This is recent. Uh, and so we have not been able to bring him to the Aero Pentagon briefing. Next. So th that was a lot to take in with this programmed life form that he described there. Uh, one question comes to mind. Was that or was a similar programmed life form on that airplane where that woman uh, stormed off the other day? I think that's a valid question. Uh, uh, another mm. is, did he say that – UFO abduction, what they actually were, were these programmed robot uh, alien life forms abducting people, making them think they're having alien abductions. Is that what he said? I believe he was saying that, yes, which is contrary to what he was saying in this other video, which is about it being, um, you know, like distant sort of thing, like parapsychological, but from a distance, if you know what I mean, like, I don't know, maybe Jews or something like that. <laughs> right. I think he was saying those were the real Take aliens, though. So the bad aliens are the programmed robots, and the the uh, the real ones are good. It's very. I want to know who made these in. things. What? It, well, who is he saying that made these things? These programmed bot things. Must be uh, Lockheed or Sony. One of the yeah, two, probably. I guess. And uh, uh, TCL. I'm looking at my TV right now. Like maybe they made it. I, I have no idea. But if, if if there is something like this that actually exists, where this is where he kind of jumps the shark to me. Mm. Uh, although I, I don't know. I I literally my I, my mind is open to a lot of things, except that these people are telling us the truth. That's like the only thing it's not open to. Yeah. Well, put it this way: from history. Anyone that seems to have something worthwhile to say or whistleblow doesn't last long. Right. Just saying. Yeah, that's very useful in getting uh, some of that. I don't know. This stuff is just kind of crazy that they're taking it seriously now. Uh, Jack says he sounds happy to be a lizard on Rockfin. Uh, Sonia says, is that from Independence Day? Some of those images did look like they're from Independence Day. Jack said, weird, they'd have no actual photos of this stuff. And they only have, in the era of smartphones, I think a lot of these are from the past 15 years. Yes. Can you, you would get an image. I, I've, I've stuck a uh, 
an image URL in your private chat there. Oh, Are you able to yeah, bring yeah. that up? Because yeah, yeah. that's what the a couple of shots ago reminded me of. <laughs> All right, there we go. Hopefully that is this works. The one for you? from Yandex. Yeah, you can hear me, right? I've seen a comment saying the volume is muted. I can hear you fine. Can the, the crowd? Day the earth stood still? Can the millions okay. of people out there listening here? It'd be funny if it was just silent this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get that up there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just don't know what to make of this guy. Maybe he so believes what guy. he's saying. So this is the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, that um, the last craft that we were looking at. Yeah. The one that was sort of like a squashed sausage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sausage Absolutely. from another planet. Yeah, I, I played that character in uh, a television promo for, I think it was Cartoon Network years ago. I, I dressed in all <laughs> aluminum. Right. They built. They the built. A, yeah, they built a tiny city. Does he get large or something? I've never actually seen it. I have not seen the film. But they built a tiny city in cardboard boxes that looked real on camera, and I wear a, an aluminum suit exactly like that. And I stomp all over the city and I kill everybody. Is that you? That, that's <laughs> maybe. Maybe that is me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that'll be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It looks like you know. If people do see things and they have experiences, they're going to translate them, and that will translate to art and, and vice versa. I, I think just, the fact that they're um, pouring it out at such huge volumes at the moment. And so strategically. Uh, it's, it's just, yeah, but it's just swamping people, so it's desensitizing people to the shock factor, and it's yep. making people feel like it's just so familiar. So, you know, Absolutely. I mean, here we are sitting here laughing about it, and so we should. The general populace, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be psychologically in the back of their mind. Oh, yeah, this is that. Oh, it's just that. Oh, here's another thing. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they won't. They won't have the big reaction to it. I, I think it's as crazy as as this stuff is. I am interested to see where it goes. I, I think the military spending is definitely going to be one of the main goals of it. But just the the narrative of it and where where it drives people psychologically in society, like where it drives their focus and their attention, yeah. you know, maybe this is an attempt to get people who are enthusiastically for Trump, because I, I would say that people <laughs> who support Trump are probably more likely to be a, a conspiracy theorist because uh, Trump gives that a, a question, everything, even though, except uh, he continues to push Operation Warp Speed, which I, I think that's a bad badge yeah, of honor to raise. <laughs> um Maybe they're trying to break people free from his grip. I, I, I don't know. Well, it will be very interesting to see if Trump in the next, I don't know, whenever, before the election, starts talking about alien stuff. Because if he does, yes, then I'll it will. definitely go with that thought. Because I, I, I had never connected this stuff to Trump. But you're right. I mean, that could be a ploy, yeah. It's just so all of the presidents say they'll release the information. Yeah. And they never do. Because they don't know half of it. Maybe Joe Biden will finally release it, and he won't even know he released it. Maybe they'll find it uh, <laughs> on, under a stack of cocaine in the White House. And whatever else he's released on his chair. <laughs> I, there's no telling what's on there. It's, it's not It's not the same thing that Bill Clinton released, probably. It's probably – it's all disgusting. The White House is probably like more disgusting. disgusting than, yes. <laughs> it's, it's worse than a frat <laughs> house bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Stella, where can people, uh, 
I run my mouth way too much. Where can people go and hear you <laughs> talk about the news and break down the news? We'll just have a general Union of the Unknowns. Yes, Union of the Unknowns is a podcast that you all should be uh, subscribing to. <laughs> uh, we do a, another sub-show called Not Your Mama's News, which is a little bit of a breakdown of the weekly clown show world. Um, I bring a few things from Australia as well. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, Discord, uh, you can go to unionoftheunknowns.com. That's got the link tree with everything, all our tentacles <laughs> spread out into the world. Uh, that's about it, really. Oh, there's a dis- yeah, you'll find the Discord on there if you want to join up. So you guys have Union of the Unknowns and you have the Not Your, Not Your Mama's News. And then yes. you, have, uh, you have, so you have two shows underneath the Umbrella Show. Well, the Umbrella Show is Union of the Unknowns and um, then, which is basically sort of, uh, you know, that might be where we have guests or talk about a certain topic or do some research about, you know, I don't know, whoever. Council of Foreign Affairs, things like Sweet. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been on there twice and had a blast both times, and, and everybody is very intelligent, very smart, well-researched, and you guys should check them out for sure. Union of the Unknowns, and the, you're on like every podcast app player, I guess. I think most of us are. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank, thanks a lot for having me here. I've really had a, had a buzz. It's been thank you fun. For ha- thank you for, to do this. Thank you for having I'm, me. Thank you I'm for sorry. joining me. I'm sorry it took so long. Um, you know, I mean, my people finally squeezed you in. <laughs> it's like. Can't get good help. I appreciate that. And I have yeah, my I, I have my TP- so long. I have my TPR t-shirt on. I have my TPR mug on my TPR coasters. <laughs> it's the propaganda report. Yes, and yes, uh, Binkley you. for president. No, I would never. That would be the worst job in history. <laughs> yeah, Cam can be president. The world would be a better place. Yes, Cam can be president, and uh, you know I'll be. Um, you can be the first lady. <laughs> I'll be the first lady. No, I won't be the first lady. That's uh, that's Kamala's husband's job. I'll be his vice president. <laughs> Thank you good. for joining me. I appreciate it. We should do it again. I didn't realize we went for so long. Uh, sorry, wow. I didn't mean to keep you Oops. for so long. I know it's 11 a.m. Oh over there. Gosh. I apologize. I'll send you an Did invoice. Yes, yeah, send me an invoice for sure. <laughs> do you have 10, 10 15 minutes? Because I really want to hear some of just. I want to hear about you and uh, about what go. I don't know anything about politics in Australia. Do you have a few extra minutes to do the XR and talk about? It? If not, it's okay because I can't wait too Okay, all right, we'll, we'll do yeah, that. Like I've got XR. something better to do. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we're just gonna Stella's gonna take over and and teach me about Australia and um, oh, politics wow. over there and, and whatever else in the XRs. So if you guys want to get access to that, go to Patreon.com/slash/PropagandaReport. Subscribe there today. Stick around on Rockfin. We will uh, continue streaming live there. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for the great comments, and we will talk to you all next time.